Hello everyone, this is episode 625 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, March 8th, 2000, May 8th, it is May 8th, 2019. I'm your host, Marcus Nez, and today it's going to be an exceptionally short show. The shortest ever possibly, because I don't have anything new to talk about. The things that I'm playing are still under embargo. And other than that, I'm making my way through Agents of Mayhem, which is its a really weird experience. It's, it's one of the most draining games I've ever played. And it's not that it's super terrible or super janky or anything along those lines. It's just very bland and hollow. And playing through it just leaves me drained, uh, which is a bit disappointing. Also... Uh, has some frame rate drops during some intense fights, which was not pleasant. But I'm making my way through it, and I didn't sleep well last night, so I'm pretty tired. And I'm recording this very early because I am planning, unless something happens in the next few hours, to see Endgame at 11 a.m., and yeah, I want, I want to get a haircut before then and grab a bite to eat before then. And I don't want to wait until I see it to record this episode because by the time I'm done with all that and finish the movie, which is long as shit, the first thing I'm going to want to do is get home, make some food. And when I make that food, I'm going to want to eat that food. And when I eat that food, I am in no way going to be feeling up for recording a podcast so yeah it can wait that's what i say but i did get and this is this is great podcast news because i didn't play it uh, or watch it but i did get black hawk down on uhd yesterday 4k one of the nice things about it though is that I use Blu-ray.com to check prices and reviews and all that for the the quality of a Blu-ray, specifically the picture and stuff like that. And Black Hawk Down, the UHD, is one of the few Blu-rays that uh, I've ever seen get fives across the board. So the 4K gets five stars. The regular video, the 1080p, five stars. The audio, five stars. This is out of five. This is not a ten, because that wouldn't be impressive. The special features, five stars. Overall, five stars. So, I'm excited to watch that in 4K. It is one of my favorite military movies of all time. It might be my favorite, and I think it's one of the most underrated and underappreciated, which may be because it follows modern war and not... A, a war that has been long in the past, though, you know, when some of the Vietnam movies came out, the Vietnam movie was, uh, the Vietnam War was still pretty fresh. Um, but there's just something about it that doesn't, like, I, I don't know how to put it in a way that doesn't sound weird to say that there's not, like, there's almost like a romanticism when covering movies about World War Two and then with World War, or not, with uh, Vietnam War, there's like a 
gritty, extra violent nature to them a lot. or just a, a very heavy darkness to them in many cases. Um, but I, I think Black Hawk Down is fantastic. And it's got a lot of familiar faces that were not familiar faces at that point. Which is funny or familiar faces who reappeared in Black Hawk Down. Or, or at least for me, I was like, oh shit, that's you. Uh, for instance, a very young Orlando Bloom before he was Orlando Bloom is the young rookie. The young, not rookie, is it, what do you call recruit? Private, 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 private. That's what you call it. Uh, the young private who misses the rope when first uh, getting to the location and falls out of the helicopter, so he's out for the rest of the movie. You have Hugh McGregor, Obi-Wan, young Obi-Wan, as a typist who becomes uh, a soldier and is just getting shot at with RPGs all the time and somehow dodging them and eventually, I think, gets into some of the action, which was somewhat amusing. You have the best standalone Hulk as the leader of a Delta Force squad. I, of course, am talking about Eric Bana. He's in it. You have Josh Hartnett, who plays the main soldier you're following i guess i mean he's the one on the poster and all that but uh yeah you might remember him from that movie where he didn't have sex or masturbate for 40 days and 40 nights except on the last night just before he was about to make it through and then get it on with shannon sossaman his ex-girlfriend came in there when he was all dazed and confused from all the lack of sex and masturbating and then raped him Fun stuff, fun stuff. Uh, um, you have Smalls from the the Sandlot. I think that was his name, the, the main kid from the Sandlot. Teamed up with the guy who shit the bed in train spotting. And they're a little team of two who, at some point, Smalls shoots his gun right by the head of Bed Shitter. And then Bed Shitter goes partially deaf for the rest of the movie. So you just say, huh, huh, which is fun-ish. I think Sam Shepard plays one of the higher-ranking officers back at base uh, going over the mission. You have a very young Jamie Lannister playing one of two snipers who goes in to protect the fallen uh, helicopter, which still has one of the pilots alive, I believe, Young Jamie Lannister is one of those two pilots, which is fun-ish. Um, Tom Sizemore plays the the leader of a Humvee section, and I think he gets shot in the neck, but I think he still survives. And then who else? This is what this episode is amounted to. Me uh, remembering Black Hawk Down and everyone who's in it. I feel like there's someone else who should stand out a lot. The pilot is that that dude who was in movies back then who, like, I feel like he played a lot of jocks. <laughs> I don't know. Or played with a lot of jock straps. But yeah, Blackheart Down is fantastic. I, I really love it, and I'm excited to 
watch it again. And it seems like because I don't I don't know how the releases on DVD went, but I had the deluxe edition, which came with three DVDs and a bunch of special features, including some like History Channel long documentaries and stuff like that. And I guess this release comes with all of those, if not or just most of them. I was looking over the the special features. I'm like, oh, I was I was not expecting that, which is nice. So I can get rid of my uh, blu-ray no the blu-ray i don't know if it ever now I'm, I'm forgetting or i can't remember if the deluxe edition i had was blu-ray or dvd i think it was just dvd i don't know if they released the blu-ray in the deluxe edition it may still have the special features i don't know but now i'm very curious if this is the first time we get all those goodies in hd or maybe there's an included DVD with the special features. I don't know. I haven't opened it yet. But um, I'm very excited about that. Got some other stuff. Broken Flowers. That just came out. I got my pre-order copy of that. Which um, I talked about a handful of episodes ago. It's one of the Jim Jarmusch movies with um, Bill Murray. Who gets a letter saying he has a kid. And that his kid might be trying to find him so just you know be prepared and then he goes back to a small area and meets up with a handful of exes to see if he can try and get some clues as to who it is because the person who wrote the letter did not leave their home address or their name or anything so he doesn't know anything about this person other than they typed it on pink paper so he's looking like, oh, does this person have an old typewriter? Do they have pink paper? Do they like pink? Could this be them? And it's classic Jim Jarmusch, who I really love. I think a lot of people could find this stuff boring, but he did Patterson. He did Coffee and Cigarettes. He did Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai, which really, I don't remember if I mentioned this or not. I remember I was thinking about mentioning it, but that needs to be on Blu-ray already. It's on blu-ray in like france i think and maybe germany but neither of those copies are region free i believe both are region be locked or the there might only be one iteration of it on blu-ray but i'm pretty sure it's confirmed to be locked or at least not to work in a it could be region b and b uh, region c but i don't know how many blu-rays are dual regions and not region free i feel like they're either locked or they're region free so that's disappointing but i feel that there is a good chance ghost dog will eventually come out on blu-ray in the states because his stuff has been like we have broken flowers not coming out through i think it's kino lober um kino lorber lorber um which does a lot of old things or or culty movies which is nice and we have Criterion who's released what is Mystery Train and something else well I mean multiple else's possibly I'm not sure if they did the, the DVD of Ghost Dog I don't think they did because I have the DVD unless they, they did a DVD later but I really love that to come out because Ghost Dog, the way the samurai starring Force Whitaker, was a very, very good. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a good, it's a good, good time. And Patterson is fantastic. I love Patterson. That's with uh, 
Kylo Ren as a bus driver. And that's literally what it is. It's Kylo Ren um, before he gets beamed up by Scotty uh, to the Death Sun, where he then becomes Kylo Ren. It is very good. <laughs> um, what else can I talk about to make this episode at least somewhat worthwhile? I got a handful of other Criterion Collection movies, which is an exciting interest. Oh, these Criterions were exceptionally cheap. I'm going to get them. They're supposed to be good. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be exciting. I did watch Dragged Across Concrete, which I'm still I'm trying to process how I feel about it because I do enjoy a lot of it, but the, the female characters in it are really bad. Or at least, like, uh, I don't think a movie needs to have strong female characters. If it's a movie about whatever characters it's following and those characters happen to be men, that's fine. Not every movie has to have a strong female character, strong black character, strong Asian character, strong Hispanic character, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't, you don't need all that. You can have your movies that focus on this race or like that race or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm open to all things. Like a story is just a story. And if it's good, then I don't care what it is. Um, but my problem specifically is with one female character in the movie who's just her whole it's played by dexter's sister dexter the tv show his sister on the show who was his wife in real life they are no longer together i'm pretty sure she was like <laughs> you got cancer now fuck you i'm out that's not how it went but uh you know it didn't work out i'm pretty sure but um she plays a new mother who you see leaving her place and she seems so, or you see her returning to her home, and she's very like flustered and nervous and on edge. And you're like, what is going on? What's what's with her? And she gets home, and you realize like her husband has put the the chain on the door, so when she opens it up, she can't get in. And you're like, what what is happening here? What is going on? And then she starts crying and she gets so emotional because she just can't bear to be away from her kid. And she's like, well, why, how can I go out there when I have this baby at home? He needs me, blah, blah, blah. And he goes on to say, well, you, you know, you have to do this because the baby's going to need diapers. It's going to need this. It's eventually going to need school supplies. And blah, 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 blah. And you make way more money than me, so you, you got to go to work. You've used up all your maternity leave and all your vacation times. You just, you have to do this. And then she's like, oh, well, just let me, okay, fine, I'll do this, I promise. Uh, just let me see him. And it's like, okay, and it's like, begrudgingly, he's like, okay, I'll let you see it. And she's just all emotional this whole time. And then she's like, oh, can I, just let me touch him a little bit? And it's like, you, this has happened before. I let you touch him, and then this happened, or won't have her happen. So you better, you need to promise right now that after you touch him, you're going to go to work. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes to work, and... When she gets there, she's still all emotional. On on the way there, she's emotional. And the bank ends up getting robbed, held up. And first, before she arrives, uh, or when she arrives, before the bank robbers do, everyone's going on talking about her. Like It's just a weird way to react to someone returning after having a baby. And then the place is held up. And one of the, the robbers asked her if she will go around, I think, handcuffing everyone. So 
because like you look like an honest person you know there's like this person looks pretty honest but you look like the second most honest person here after this person so you do this don't say anything to anyone don't open your mouth at all just go do this and she's doing it and when she gets to some guy who's at a desk uh, at a computer she sees that he is about to send like a message to the cops and he's like you know send it send it and then he's about to send it and she pushes him out of the way one of the robbers sees this shoots at her shoots her hand off i guess because i don't know what happened to her hand but when she fell to the ground she still had one hand and then her other hand was just like up her sleeve so i'm assuming her, her hand was just like the bullets all focused around her wrist uh i think it was her right wrist and just severed her hand i don't know what happened there but um when she's on the ground she is holding up a little a little booty like a little a baby shoe like a baby sock or like somewhere in between it looked like too thick for a sock but i don't know how thick baby socks are so i can't really say anything but she's like can you make sure my baby gets this and then she gets shot to death through the sock i'm like what the, the point of her character just felt like oh it just felt like a really disgusting pointless and the movie is two hours and 38 minutes why that's in there served no purpose because i unless i missed something she only showed up that five ten minutes prior to the bank being robbed so what it's just to have this human person like okay look there's the mother of a new child who's at this bank and we want to make it so that you know she hasn't been going and her husband like we're just going to make it so the husband feels really bad about forcing her to go to work on this particular day because when he hears the news that his fucking wife was killed he's gonna be like that's on me maybe i should just kill myself and leave this kid parentless now um but um yeah that is the one part of it that really bothered me the other the other female characters you have one who's in a relationship with vince vaughn uh yeah vince vaughn and mel gibson who play two cops together and um vince vaughn's girlfriend uh, he wants to propose to her but she knows something fishy is going on because they get kicked off the force or they put get put on suspension after excessive violence specifically mel gibson's character and then they're following these i don't need to go over the whole plot or anything but like the other female characters you have her which she barely has a part then you have mel gibson's wife and daughter his wife has multiple sclerosis uh, is played by the, the blonde from the early seasons of The Walking Dead, who also played the short-haired cop from the first Silent Hill movie. And then his daughter is assaulted early on. It's just to give you an idea, like, hey, they don't live in the best neighborhood. He's worried about his daughter. When he gets suspended and needs money, he turns to a darker, a darker side in order to do that. He doesn't, his wife wants to work to help out, but... He doesn't feel comfortable with that because of her multiple sclerosis and she like can't walk that well she needs support and all that um it's not it's not a bad movie but that one character in particular is such a it just i i don't understand why that scene i was like what why why is it what, what was the point of this and it's disappointing because the director writer's previous works i really like he did bone tomahawk and uh brawl and cell block 99 which i fucking loved bone tomahawk i really enjoyed but brawl and cell block 99 starring vince vaughn i mentioned it when it came out uh 
I love it was such a surprising turn for Vince Vaughn and it reminded me of the old action movies of the 90s the kind that would star Van Damme but instead it stars Vince Vaughn who does kick ass and it's super violent and it's it's very very good Dexter's sister may have played his wife in the movie huh can't remember who played his wife but the, I love that movie and dragged across con concrete, dragged across concrete, Walter Concrite, Conrite. What's it? What was it? What is the name? Walter Con Concrite does not sound right. What is Conrite? And I, I wasn't saying Conrite as in his name. I'm like Con slash. What's right? Uh, but that that movie's. Very, very good. I highly recommend checking that out. If you're if you're into those types of movies, those little classic action movies. Um, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, you know, I, I played a little of Road Redemption or whatever the hell that Road Rash-esque game is that came out, I think, last year. And it's not good. The fighting feels all right, but the, the, the driving doesn't feel that great. And the environments and all that don't look that great. It doesn't look that great. It seems to be very bare bones and that it has a type of campaign mode where you keep progressing. But if you fail a mission, you lose your max health and eventually you're going to die or whatever. And you know, start over from the beginning. So it's roguelite-ish. Um, or it might even be roguelike. Because uh, I don't know if you carry over any of your upgrades or stuff like that. If you do, that would make it somewhat more interesting. Be like, oh. I'm not completely wasting my time, but it's it's not anything special. And yeah, that that's pretty much it in terms of what I can talk about at the, the moment. News-wise, I didn't see anything. People are just talking about oh, this like there's so many stories about Game of Thrones and Endgame and what they mean for like either talking about Endgame specifically and the last episode of Game of Thrones or the future of the MCU and the future of Game of Thrones. I'm like oh god. I look I look at these sites and I'm like. I just, uh, I could never imagine working at these sites with all the, the trash articles they put up because they just need to constantly be current and constantly be putting stuff out there. It just be, looks exhausting and makes me feel like working at those sites and it has to make people feel so empty. Um, except for Game Informer. Love Game Informer. If I could work anywhere... In the in the industry on the press side, uh, it would be Game Informer. Then everyone there seems like such a wonderful person in their own ways, even if they can be annoying at times. Because uh, I could be annoying, so that would have to work. But um, Game Informer is one of the rare places where, like with the podcast, the GI Show, they'll have all the editors on there uh, at times. You know, not every episode. But not a single one do I dislike. I like them all. I like them all to varying degrees. There are ones who I don't agree with on some or many occasions. But I get where they're coming from and, and the way they express themselves and all that are, are, are ways in which you know I'm like, okay, I don't agree, but I get you. I get you. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, I have managed to spit out a bunch of nonsense that is 
in some ways another episode of the show so uh mission accomplished i guess and next episode i'll be able to talk about endgame i'll probably talk about in spoiler ways uh so once again i'm your host mark kuznez uh it's gonna be fun writing the description for this episode and what i talked about the topic section because i don't really remember what i talked about i think i just talked about some movies again like i just went off on nonsense anywho once again i'm your host mark kuznez y'all can find me on twitter and pretty much everywhere at px sausage the site is of course pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast the pixelated paranormal podcast and attack the backlog which are all available on podcast services across the globe like stitcher radio google play apple Podcasts, and spotify and if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or attack the backlog you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and check them both out there and if you'd like to see the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. And if you see something you like, click the link. It'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode. If you did, I love you. I love you so much. And if you did... You you seem like the person who should be supporting us on Patreon. If you're if you're not, why not? I mean this this is gold. Fool's gold, of course. But that's still a kind of gold, isn't it? Or they wouldn't call it fool's gold. I'm just playing. Uh you don't have to do shit. <laughs> Other than enjoy the show. That's it. So again, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy the show. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye.